0: Have you fallen out of love with something in your business, something you know you should be doing, like sending newsletters or keeping in better touch with your community? You're going to love this conversation that I had with longtime friend and private community member, Wade Brill, where I'm coaching her through the free time framework. Wade was one of the very first people that I applied this coaching model so directly on, and I really commend her for her bravery in not just allowing me to share it publicly with all of you, but also as one of the audiobook bonuses. So if you already have your copy of the audiobook, thank you. That means you might have heard this conversation already. You can re-listen through the lens of coaching yourself through something similar in your business. And if you don't already have the audiobook, what are you waiting for? Go ahead and pre-order your hardcover and then submit proof of purchase at it'sfreetime.com slash BogoGo, and we'll get you all squared away. That's it'sfreetime.com slash B O G O G O. I hope you find this coaching conversation helpful for two reasons. One, her topic is so relatable. So many business owners get tired of sending email newsletters, even though we know it's a good idea. We also know there's something stale and we need to refresh our approach. And second, you can hear us working through these three stages of the free time framework in real time. And again, coach yourself through the process, align, design, assign. You can also get worksheets that go with this type of coaching exercise. They're brand new. Check them out in the free time toolkit that's at itsfreetime.com slash toolkit or grab a blank sheet of paper and start a mind map that follows the three stages and just jot notes by hand. A little bit more about Wade before we dive in. Wade is a mindfulness coach, podcaster, and speaker who helps busy professionals experiencing stress and overwhelm to be more present, productive, and energized. She hosts the popular Center to the City podcast and is a recognized speaker at conferences, companies, and retreats. She also has a private platform called Centered in the City that you'll hear about in this conversation. She just loves helping people create calm amid the chaos. Enjoy. I am so excited to introduce all of you to Wade Brill. Wade is one of my favorite people. She has been an OG member of our private community, just there since day one, pitching in, helping out, giving feedback. Leading and receiving brilliant starters. Wade, I adore you.
1: Yay. Oh, I adore you, Jenny, and so honored to be here and so honored to be in your book and so honored to be in your communities for all these years. Well, let's pick something and we'll work through the free time framework together. Okay, cool.
0: Yay. And this is really the arc of the book. The free time framework is three stages. It starts with a primary diagnostic, and the diagnostic is where are you in friction and where are you in flow? Give me just the quick highlights as you think about your business, as you look ahead to the next year. Where are you experiencing the most flow right now? And then where are your biggest points of friction?
1: Flow would be a sense of ease that people, whether it's corporate clients or one on one clients, are just kind of flowing into my inbox. I haven't been doing a lot of outreach. A lot of word of mouth, a lot of you know people reaching out based on seeing me and other speaking engagements. So like that has felt really good because it's just felt like, okay, the work is working. Friction would be somewhere within centered in the city, my platform. And it would be around how I'm communicating with my community because. One of the things is I don't love creating emails. And I also think that emails can clutter our minds and hearts. I know you feel passionate about that too. I feel the same way, <laughs> yes. But I'm trying to figure out like a cadence in which to connect with my community, to remind them and support them in the accountability, to use the platform. But at the same time, really practicing trust with them that they're going to use the platform when they need it and want it. So that's where I'm feeling some friction is like, what's the right balance? Because like my body cringes when I think about having to email people every week. How's your ritual going? And at the same time, knowing that they need something a little bit more consistent. So would it be helpful to focus our coaching on this, of communicating with your centered in
0: the city community? Yes. Love it. Awesome. Stage one, then align. There's three parts to every stage. So I'll walk you through. Align, where you're featured, is all about does this even align with you, where you're at right now, with your energy, your strengths, and your values? And in this case, we could just double check that the community itself, the centered in the city platform, still aligns with those three things and how. And then we can get into the communication piece as we figure out and try to resolve that friction. So that's the high level of align. First, let's look at values. So, what values does having this community honor? This
1: community honors my values of connection and health and introspection. And when it comes to communicating with them, what
0: are the positive values behind your desire to communicate with them? And then we'll look at what values you're experiencing a mismatch with that's getting in the way.
1: Connection. And I would also say, Community connection kind of go hand in hand there and inspiration. You know, like they've got people in their back corner. That value's kind of blended there for me. Yes. So the part of you that wants
0: to communicate with them is saying creating connection and inspiration. That would be the positive pull of why you want to communicate and what would drive how you communicate is connection and inspiration. Yes. What I heard you say as we're laying this out, there's a little piece around, I won't even call it accountability but just wanting to help them show up for themselves. So yes. knowing that a little ping from you might help tip them from inaction, not having logged in to some kind of little gentle reminder, hey, this is here and it's available for you. And maybe that those communications can just help them get over that initial hump. Yes, and like, kind of like a little love note. Yeah, little love note, I love that. Connection, mm-hmm. inspiration, little love note. Mm-hmm. On the value side, there are some values that are almost anti-values, like bothering people, clutter. Right, like the shadow side. Sometimes, though, when we experience friction, it's because a certain way of doing things in the business world grates against your values. So, for example, one thing I heard you say is you want to treat them like adults and just trust that when they need to log in, they'll log in. So there's a shadow value of infantilizing a little bit. Or creating clutter, like being what you don't want, which is to clutter their inbox.
1: What other shadow values come up for you around this that are getting in the way? You definitely hit the nail on the head there. And then I think the how, the mode of communication gets in the way. So the shadow value maybe of perfectionism is showing up a little bit. Also, it's like wanting to be of service and not So the shadow value of that would be like creating harm or like discomfort. Annoyance. Or yeah, dis-ease with my community. And so I'm constantly figuring out like, okay, what's the right mode? Because if email feels like, uh, to me, like what could be something else that feels better? And do you think that it's email
0: itself that has that negative tone to it? Or is it
1: just the type of email and the frequency? It's probably both. I think because what I see a lot of time, like modeled, it's you know emails. I've thought even about like being a private WhatsApp group or you know texting group or Voxer group or something else, but that hasn't been really received from the community. So there's kind of like a mismatch of like what they need and how I want to serve and support.
0: Yes. Okay. We'll come back to some of the methods because we know that. You want to communicate, you want to give them little love notes to connect and inspire. Let's talk about strengths now. Within this topic of communicating with your community, what are your biggest
1: strengths? I think that I'm always thinking of them. Like I really am sending energetic love notes, probably more than they even know. Constantly analyzing, you know, what meditations and Pilates flows and recipes are, and journaling prompts are the most popular, what people are wanting more of. So there's always this like wanting deep strength of wanting to serve bigger and brighter and more helpful.
0: That's so beautifully said that you're always thinking of them and sending these energetic love notes, even when you're not writing. Yes. I love that. What are your biggest strengths in communicating? So in the last few years, when you do send an email, what do you think makes your communications stand out or different? Ooh, that's a good question. I'd say I try to keep it concise and to the point. And in there, I'm feeling there's a value of respect. So because you respect them and their time, energy, and attention, you keep them short and concise and loving,
1: warm. Yeah, I want it to feel like a little dose and have clarity and not confuse them with, and you have 10 different things you can do right now, right? Just like one little thing. I love that. Okay. Let's
0: move on to energy. So energy is all about alignment with your own energy. What gives you energy? Josh Allen Dykstra, someone I quote in the book, he calls them energizers. And then what drains your energy? Drainers. I think we've maybe covered it, but in terms of energy, if you could rate on a scale of one to 10 currently, how it feels energetically when you think about emailing your community, what would you give it? It is a drainer. So I would say like a two, point five, two. And it's, I would imagine it's all the confusion around how to communicate. What else has you rated a two?
1: I think just email to me, maybe it doesn't feel as personal or it doesn't feel as in Inspiring. And maybe it's because, like, I know the back end of emails, you know, like MailChimp and whatever, like, you know, you're just sending to a list. So I think maybe there's a feeling of it not being as personal that comes up as a drainer. And then also, I think just the repetition of me feeling like, okay, it's Monday, I need to send out an email every Monday, which means I need to draft it every Sunday, which means I need to have somebody edit it or proofread it. And I think this little thing becomes this like bigger thing. And then I don't even feel connected to it. So it's like, why would I even do that? Yeah.
0: Sometimes those systems, it might not necessarily align with your energy of when you feel like writing to them or communicating with them. So I could see how that could create a little mismatch when you receive emails, are there any emails that you receive from anything you participate in or any newsletters that do energize you? Is there anything that comes into your inbox that
1: sparks joy? I'm not just saying this, Jenny, because I'm talking to you, but I would say that your momentum or pivot insider email, where you share you know, what you're watching or what you're listening or what you're playing with, like I find those so fun because Your mind is so systems-based and my mind is not that like I always get inspired by what you're paying attention to or reading or playing with. So your email would bring me a lot of joy. Sometimes Seth Godin's email when he has a really good subject line, because it's just so short, sweet to the point. But a lot of the time I'm kind of like, nah, I don't want to read. Like I don't sign up for a lot of people's emails because I don't love receiving inspiration that way. How else do you love to receive inspiration? I would say social media, like Instagram, reading people's posts or their stories. Like it just feels more personal. Obviously specific people. (laughs) Some people, they're not fun to follow. And I'm very intentional about not following those people. But social media feels more real. And it also is like on my time when I get to decide to log in and look at it or digest it. So that feels more fun. And also I've been loving boxer notes and hearing people's voice notes because that you feel tethered to this virtual community. I love what you just said. So, and more and more values are coming through
0: from the Pivot List newsletter. You love something curated from somebody that you resonate with. So thank you for that. Thank you for the kind words. And I give myself many slaps on the wrist this year because I have the same issue as you. I haven't sent anything while I worked on the book, anything at all. Any like short, sweet, compelling from Seth Godin. So if there's a really compelling subject line and just a little compelling kind of thought-provoking post that he's written. It sounds like that resonates. Beyond that, there was not too much email-wise that going on social media feels more real when it's done well, feels more real, more personal. That seems like something that you really connect with. And then Voxer, voice memos, I totally am with you. I love Voxer. I love Marco Polo. I never thought I would say this because I'm so cranky about so many things, but (laughs) Vocaroo, sometimes replying to email with a voice note through vocaroo.com. Okay. So we know that voice and authenticity are also coming through here and also utility. I know you said you wanted your love notes to be helpful. So I'm hearing a value of utility as well and a little bit of curiosity and curation. So something that would give somebody something new to try, to think about, to read, to watch some offering. It's like, yes, here's something I found for you. You capture that perfectly. Cool. Okay. Anything else that we're missing from the align stage before we move on from value, strengths, or energy around this?
1: No, but I'm already feeling a little bit more energized.
0: Oh, good. Yay. We'll move it up from a two. That's our goal. Yeah. In fact, I forgot to have you rate this at the very beginning. So I'm glad we have our benchmark of two. The design stage now is that before we do create any systems, before we assign this, or you get help from anyone, the second stage design is all about outcome, impact and process. Let's talk about your ideal outcome when it comes to communicating with your community. If you and I together were to solve this, what is your ideal outcome, either from this conversation or in terms of having a plan
1: for how you wanna communicate? My ideal outcome would be that I would find a system, structure, flow of how I want to communicate to my audience that feels really good and something that I'm inspired to stay consistent and committed to. Because one of the things is like, I don't want to start doing emails and then be like, that doesn't feel good. And then feel like I have to do them for the rest of the year. Finding that mode and designing what that gets to look like. Awesome. Awesome
0: systems and process that you are inspired and energized by around this and that you can stick to that that can be consistent can you give me a little more detail now this is gonna be creating it in the moment together of what does that look like so imagine where you're feeling around in the dark it's a dark room the lights are not on yet but start to tell me the shapes of this system of like what actually would be one that you intrinsically joyfully want to follow not one that feels
1: draining and constraining, yeah, something where I can easily do it on my phone, whether that is sending a quick and I say quick more from this place of like ease, not from like a time, just like a easeful voice message to people if I you know, on a walk and I thought about something inspiring, or it was a meme that I saw that I want to send over, so it's like like text message or voice group. One of those two feels really good to me. Yes. I definitely think you're
0: onto something with the on-the-go group. There is something compelling, whether it's a Voxer group or something else, some other way that we can fire off a of voice, base notes. Also, what I heard you say is this email system, even when you're sending newsletters, it's got to be able to happen from your phone. Yes. Short, sweet, easy, and you'll give yourself permission that I can draft that this system will allow you full permission in terms of the format and the flow and the frequency that you can create it on your phone, review the draft from your phone and send it from your phone. Yes. It also seems like there's a big permission here around brief. Cause I can imagine when I'm on my phone, I do not create these mega missives, even the pivotless newsletter. I don't even think I'd feel comfortable creating it on my phone. Cause there's so many links and things and it's complicated and it's long. I'm just curious, would you send a five sentence email from your phone to this community if it were a compelling five sentences? So funny.
1: I'm like with you and excited until you say email. Okay. Okay. <laughs> good. Good. I'm just like noticing, like, I don't think I want to get trapped in the email loop. I think I love the idea of it just being a text or a voice note and people can access it on their own time, which I know you can with email too, but I don't know, it feels like email already just feels so cluttered.
0: You're in good company with Gen Z because Gen Z doesn't even want email. So (laughs) you're not alone in just the word itself. You're allergic to it. One thing I thought about in terms of renewing my own energy and excitement around newsletters is maybe no newsletter is longer than seven sentences. And I thought, what would that be like? And it would be such an interesting challenge. So the process, I don't want to jump ahead, but I do have a few little suggestions that are starting to come in around process. You don't even want it to be oriented around email. The process that we're going to design is for communicating with your community, giving them love notes in a way that resonates with you and that gets delivered to them. And it can happen from your phone. Yes. Is there anything else about the
1: ideal outcome for what we create here? No, like when we start to talk about it in that lens, I get excited and I think what also creates a like, eh, around email is sense of like designing it. There's some more design element or, you know, font or blah, blah, blah. And so with the text, there's just the essence of the message is the design. Like that's what gets across.
0: We'll be right back just after this. Let's move on to impact. No matter when or how or what format you communicate, what impact do you want it to have on recipients, on your community?
1: I want my community to receive it and be like, oh, feel a deep like exhale and internal hug and also inspired to log into Center in the City or inspired to just stay connected to their ritual or just inspired to be connected to self.
0: I love that. So the impact, the feeling is, ah, it inspires them to connect, connect to themselves, connect to the community. Anything else in terms of
1: impact for these missives? Yeah, that they're finding, you know, the platform useful, right? So it's like this product and community is
0: helping them. Right. So it's not just that the communications are helpful. It's the broader community. The communications and these members are part of something. They're part of your centered in the city platform. So that it ultimately, these little pings add value in and of themselves and they help them really benefit from the broader program as well. Exactly. Anything else in terms of impact?
1: No, that feels complete. Okay. Amazing. Let's move on to that. Actually, I'm going to add to that. Oh yeah, go ahead. They love it so much that inspires them to invite friends like it inspires them. The impact is they want to invite more people to the community. And it's just a natural kind of word of mouth. Yes. Expansion. And
0: what do you imagine somebody
1: saying to their friend? Like, wow, I'm loving getting these inspirations and these reminders to connect to my ritual or to connect to myself. This is really helpful because I have a trouble prioritizing myself or Everything else is so noisy. This just helps me pause and tune inwards. And they're excited to share those benefits with people.
0: I imagine on a call just like this one, somebody asking, I don't know, everything's so noisy and annoying and overwhelming. Is there anything you actually like receiving? And they go, actually, well, you know what? I love Wade Brill. She sends the best stuff. Your turn. Fill in the next two sentences.
1: She sends the best stuff. I love receiving, I love being part of her Center in the City community and having these mindfulness resources at my fingertips whenever it works in my busy life. And her weekly communication is inspiring. Yeah. And it feels personal and I feel like I get to know her more and I feel more connected to these strangers that I'm connected to on Center in the City. I love that.
0: So this last piece about process design here is that it sparks word of mouth. Yes. Genuine, authentic, from within. You don't have to ask your community. They just genuinely want to tell their friends because of how much value that they're getting. Yes. Okay. So with this in mind, the ideal outcome of this whole area of the business, the ideal impact on your audience, on your community, and process, then that takes us into the third stage of the free time framework, assign. Assign, the three parts are pretty straightforward. Who, what, when. Let's do a scale check-in. So on a scale of one
1: to 10, with where we've gotten so far, how are you feeling about this area? I am way more hopeful and excited and inspired and not knowing the mode again of how it's going to be, but even just the vision that we're designing, I'm at like a seven.
0: Amazing. And I I get the pleasure of seeing you on video. So I can see the brightness (laughs) in your eyes and the smile. I love it. Okay. So my question for you is, can we take this from a seven to a 10 or even a nine, 9.5 by assigning a portion of this to somebody else?
1: Great question. I think where I need and could use somebody is figuring out the exact structure and like setting up the structure. So for instance, if it was a WhatsApp group or a Voxer group, like having somebody set up the tech portion of it and have all the members be looped in and the communication around that, but then I get to design the actual content.
0: Great. So having someone help set up with the initial setup, what else could we assign here on an ongoing basis? somebody helping
1: create maybe like a schedule or flow of kind of like the bigger picture. So I have something that maybe is as a target point, but I really like the inspiration to come from me and to feel authentic in the moment. So I don't necessarily need somebody to help me design the content, but it would be more of like the back end of the content. Okay.
0: So Somebody to help with the initial setup of the back end and let's say overall housekeeping of yes. the back end, just not the platform. Maybe even flagging things if you haven't seen it, or there's somebody who's there reading, listening, watching so they can field follow-up questions for you or like throw suggestions into
1: your inbox. Right. Or like even making sure somebody new signs up to the platform that they're appropriately looped into like how to connect to the community group portion because it won't be through email.
0: Yes. And one thought I had there, and you can totally reject this completely, but it occurred to me that the only reason to send email would be if some people, as we know, are not on social media. And for some reason, some people don't like these ping platforms, (laughs) I'll call them these inboxes, because when you do set it up this way, it becomes an inbox. Not everyone's a fan. I wonder if this person, this communications right hand could just say from Wade's desk, some email that they just pull and they go, here's what Wade posted on Instagram. And it's like just an image in the snippet of text. And it's two a week of that week, whatever cadence, I wouldn't even want you to see them or approve them. Like you were not involved, but they are getting sent out. Cause I think in some ways that can be a service to community members too, because it's that curating. Again, the name from Wade's desk is coming to mind. Wade's world. (laughs) (laughs) From Wade's world. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And they say, here was some of the boxer highlights. Here were some of what she posted on Instagram. And then here's what she fired off as thought starters for the week or the month. What is your thought on assigning something like that, that you are not responsible for? I
1: appreciate that. That sounds like. That recommendation is taking what I loved from your emails and having somebody else kind of loop in all the other ways that I've been communicating. could be like, what's new on Wade's podcast? What's new? What did she share on Instagram? What's new on Centered in the City? Because I upload new resources every week. So it could be kind of like that highlight that they could be in charge of. and. I would love to not see that. Like I would love for somebody else just to completely. Yes, I think by design, you cannot be involved.
0: (laughs) You cannot draft them, you cannot review them, you cannot be responsible for sending them regularly. You're not involved, you are a recipient of these. And it strikes me that what would be great is if this person even came from your community and that they did a little bit of their own editorial curating. So it's not just robotic, like boom, 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 copy, paste, copy, paste. Here's everything Wade did. It's more like, here's what's new on the podcast. And here's the question that Wade asked her guest. Or here's what her guest said. Here's a pull quote that really landed. Something like that.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, that gets my mind already racing. Like, oh, who could it be? You know, but finding the right person is, I think, key.
0: Right person and the right task outline of what are you really asking for? And what does it mean to do a little bit of editorial curation, not just copy paste.
1: Yeah. And I would say with that, even also being open to like, does it need to be email, right? Or, but who is helping me on the back end, just like take care of that whole structure.
0: And you could also ask your community. So you could pull current members and say, either as a multiple choice. So what's your preferred place to learn about updates, email, Instagram, Instagram, Because I could also see you doing some kind of Instagram hashtag for this community that while it's not totally private, at least people can go
1: to one place to see anything that you or members post. That is smart, Jenny. I have never even thought about just using one Instagram hashtag for that.
0: What I like is it allows your members as well to create content so you're not alone and it's not just pushing out. It's creating conversation in another place. And another way you could do this is you could just put a poll, create it in Typeform or Google Forms that says, of all the channels, of all the ways I can communicate with you, rate them on a scale of one to five. So email, podcast, inside the community forum or software, wherever you're hosting everything, Instagram, Voxer, then you can actually see, well, does everyone else hate email or is it of service? in any way, in which case maybe it becomes a monthly, something still low key that you don't touch, someone else does. Or, hey, if everyone hates email, you're onto something. You're doing them a favor by leading the charge of communicating in new and different ways. And you can kind of safely discard it without questioning and wondering if you're missing something by doing that.
1: I love that. And I love, you know, I mean, it goes back to something else of like, you know, making sure people fill out surveys, (laughs) you know, because we can't have control. But it is, it's true. It's like making sure that I'm listening to my community is really important. So like what mode do they want? And then how does that also match up with what I want and or can assign to some beautiful virtual assistant or a person? Yes.
0: Anything else that would be helpful for us to brainstorm
1: or discuss from this assign stage in terms of who, what, when? The when is like, I want to send out before the end of next week, a survey to my Central city community. So there's an action step.
0: And look at that. There's an organic impulse. That deadline felt exciting because you pushed it up. You're like, I actually want to email
1: them sooner than later and figure this out. And it feels inspiring to have some system set up for the new year so that there's like a little bit more of an intentional way that I am looping the community together.
0: What I love is that getting someone to help on the platform side, the tech side, just keeping their ear to the ground. I just really see you genuinely being free and freeing up your mind time and team, freeing up mostly your mind and your time and your energy to just be the one that always has them on your mind, communicates whenever you feel like it. And that that energetic, authentic impulse doesn't have to cancel out some kind of organization or structured recap or cadence, it just
1: means you don't have to be the one to do it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. It feels very expansive and growth oriented and scalable and also still deeply rooted to my values and authenticity, you know? So it's like making sure that nothing is draining that I'm doing in my business. Mm
0: -hmm. And because this is a paid community, hiring someone to fill this role Aligns in a financial sense in that it's paid community. So in a way, this is a cost of goods sold. You know what I mean? Like this is sort of the cost of running the community is having a
1: little bit of help with this side of things. Yes, yeah. And finding this person, I thought I had somebody, but she kind of disappeared. So finding this person will be my next step after I survey. So I'm watching how my mind's already racing to the next thing, and it's like, okay, just stay present with the one action step. Get the feedback and also trust that I will figure that part out.
0: Yes, absolutely. How do we do on our scale of one to ten? How do you feel about this area
1: now? I would say I feel like I'm nine, Jenny. Like I have a lot more clarity. It hasn't been like this hidden. You know how like you have clutter in your house and it's like hit and oh, you pretend yeah. like it doesn't exist. <laughs> you know, like it doesn't feel like this like cluttery hidden part of my. Business that I know has needed to be cleaned up for a while. And like I've just been in avoidance of it, it feels like, okay, I've dusted it off. I realize the piles of paper aren't that scary. And I am more excited to have clarity and, and tighten that piece up. I love it. Yeah. And what is a 10? Well, it's that
0: it's working. A like good 10, we will know if and when it hits a 10 is when. You have the right person in this role. The role is created. And now we have so much outline of what you'll even share with that person. I'm so excited for you. And I picture the 10 just being you joyfully sharing whenever you feel like it in whatever platform resonates for you. And that your community members still have ways that they keep in touch and they
1: find you no matter where you're posting. Exactly. I feel like the 10 is like always that we're there piece. Yes. The nine feels very high to me. And I have a lot more energy and I also am just loving experiencing your framework. I really felt just to reflect back, like I really felt like you pulled out the values, you pulled out really what I've felt joyful of receiving, which I think is really important to recognize and also empowered me to take action. Then I got to ask you the wrap up questions too.
0: And before doing that, I just wanna give a note about what does a 10 look like? A 10 is a system that is so well-designed and intrinsically useful that it hurts more not to use it. Mm. So that's something I wanna just plant that seed for the vision because sometimes people ask, "Ugh, like just the word systems, they hate it, or I have too many systems or systems overwhelm me and then I get trapped by the systems and the software. And that is, would not in my mind be a successful system. So a 10 is that it makes your life so much easier and better and adds so much more value for your community that you cannot imagine not doing it. It is intrinsically helpful. You look forward to the interactions around whatever system this is because it frees you up. It feels like exactly as you said, Wade, it gives you that feeling of feeling energized and excited and already even wanting to almost jump ahead because there's so much value that you are perceiving from it and
1: receiving. I can feel like that ease. I'm excited for that day where that's like, oh, it's all flowing and I just get to be here in the present moment. Yeah, and that's the whole
0: driving question of heart-based business that I share in the book. How can we earn twice as much in half the time with joy and ease while serving the highest good? And Mm -hmm. I know you've known that question for many years and this is exactly it. By solving this area, you're working with ease and joy And ideally, you are earning more because there's more consistent value and communication. So people will spread the word, word of mouth, ideally, if it's working really well. And you're serving the highest good, not just for you, but for the community. Okay, so our wrap-up questions. What is one insight or aha from today's conversation?
1: I loved connecting my... Values in the align stage and in the design stage. Like, I loved connecting my values with how I want to be communicating. That was something I've intuitively known, but haven't really put language around. And so it was just really helpful to have that clarity. Awesome. What is one small next step you can take? Tiny, easy. Would be to draft my Google survey and then eventually send it. But my tiny step would be just to draft it. And what is one next step that would make the biggest impact? Would be sending out my survey and at the same time putting out feelers for who this communication person gets to be.
0: Yes, I would assign to you, I think the big impact one would be drafting this job role, like getting the transcript even from this chat and just saying a little bit about you as in the person you want to hire and then about the role. And you could even design the process. You could even just start to capture, you will review these places, and then you will send at this cadence, this type of a thing, just to pull this all out into a one pager that you could send to people as you start putting those feelers out. Does that sound doable?
1: Yeah. I love that because that also is helping me be really clear about what I'm calling in and what the role is versus I feel like my strategy has been, I need to find the right person. And then together we can strategize. So I like this different approach. So we have draft your survey. Eventually you'll send it.
0: Creating this one pager for the role. Is there anything else that you want to take action on from what we discussed today?
1: No, well, that feels like really good and, and full. I love it. Yay. Anything else you want to say or do or share before we officially close it out? No, I love this. And I'm excited because it's interesting. Like what I see, besides obviously like my values, but like what I see is this bigger motivator, Jenny, is on the other side, the freedom that it does create and the ease that it does create in my business. And that I can feel in like my heart center, like is what's like pulling me to taking this action.
0: I love it. That's so beautifully said. Thank you so much. Wade, where would you like to send people to learn more and keep
1: in touch? Well, people can follow me on Instagram at OneWade. They can check out my website at wadebrill.com or check out centeredinthecity.org and sign up for a seven-day free trial and join the beautiful community that you will one day receive this amazing communication that we've designed right here
0: i love it thank you so much wade and thank Thank you everybody thank you everyone for listening and thank you wade for being open and vulnerable and i know it's very vulnerable as a coachee to do this out loud in public so thank you very very much i'm honored thanks jenny thanks everyone if you've listened this far you get a gold star thank you word of mouth is the most joyful way we can grow this show